Hey everyone, my name is Andrew Warner and I am uh, running a podcast with what might be an out of date name. It's called BitClout Jam. The idea was to have jam sessions with people who are on this cryptocurrency decentralized social network that uh, has been called BitCloud up until recently. And now it's called Deso. I actually just bought the name DesoJam.com just in case. Joining me today is a guy who goes by Doodles and most of people on the platform see him as just a, a puppy. Uh, and he's a grown man. Dude, does it feel a little silly that you're a grown man representing yourself as doodles and using a dog for an icon? I've thought about that before. Uh, my friends have told me that before. It gives me a really unique opportunity to speak my mind, be myself, do all these things, but also do it while being able to hide behind the name. And I don't want to use the word hide, but being able to voice everything that I would be saying anyways I get to do that behind the picture of a cute puppy. Okay. I happen to also know your full name. We've decided not to give your name, but if it slips out, it's not like I'm doxing you, right? You mean doodles? (laughs) (laughs) And the the funny thing is that you've got like a real professional job. I, I know the company you work for. I can imagine people at your office seeing you known as doodles online and cracking up. All right, let's get into it. It's funny, Andrew. I actually had this on my resume. On my first day in my new role, the entire team had a hoot around it, and we spent some time on BitCloud. I guess we're going through a period here where people are curious about cryptocurrency, right? There's Dogecoin, which as silly as that used to be, ended up blowing up. So how weird is it there's a guy in the office who's using a dog named Doodles on a cryptocurrency social network named Deso, formerly known as BitCloud? I guess as you pile it on, it does seem a little ridiculous. You now have something called Doodles Academy. And your idea was you were going to invest in a few creators on the platform and work with them to give them the resources, the connections, the insight, the sounding board to actually create on, on what used to be called BitCloud is now DSO for Desocialized uh, Social, Decentralized Social, DSO. What yeah. does it stand for? You, you got it, Decentralized Social. All right. So DSO, formerly known as, uh, ah, all right. Give me a couple of examples of who's in this platform that you're supporting and backing. Yeah, absolutely. The way that we made this first cohort, Andrew, I like to call it scrappy by design. We wanted to get as diverse of a cohort as possible so they could each bring their own different kind of skill sets to the cohort and really make the combination of all of them together greater than the sum of their individual parts. So within this first cohort of 10 different creators, We have experts in marketing. We have fantastic artists. We have wellness experts that are offering yoga classes as NFTs. And really, when you just break down this cohort of 10, we have 50% women, 50% men. We have five different countries represented. And Andrew, let me tell you, scheduling when you have five different countries represented is one of the toughest things that I've ever imagined. And uh, Because you do these sessions via Zoom? We do our sessions via Zoom. Your accelerator. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about one of them. I thought the yoga NFT woman was interesting. So she's creating NFTs, which most people think of as nothing but art online, but she's selling them on BitCloud and anyone who buys them gets a yoga lesson. Is that right? That's correct. I'm okay. Lisa Marriott. And I'm looking forward to getting one for myself because I could definitely use it these days. She is basically selling yoga. The NFT is the receipt and proof of purchase that then goes into a gallery so that other people can see. That's right. So to be honest, Andrew, and 
I'm sure that most people that are listening to your podcast have much better background on NFTs and blockchain technology than I do. But honestly, the way that I think about NFTs and the way that I'll personally be using it, because I'm not an artist, I'm going to be thinking of, of it as like proof of ownership to be able to provide services and stuff. Mm-hmm. So different ideas that I've kind of thrown around are like dinner with doodles, where if you have that, we'd have like a monthly different Zoom dinner, whoever has the tickets, they'd be able to join that. Um, being able to participate in one of the Doodles Academy lectures, stuff like that. To be honest, I want to be able to sell NFTs so I can provide value to my coin holders um, in the sense of like revenue sharing. But at the same time, my artistic skills are the very bottom of the barrel. So there's, you won't see any kind of new art that is coming from me that was drawn by me. The point about your coin holders get a return is interesting because let's take the, the woman who's doing yoga. Lisa. Lisa's teaching yoga. If I want to buy it, instead of going onto a Squarespace website, I can just be on the BitClout platform, DSO platform, buy it. I get an NFT as my receipt. As long as I'm holding it, she'll give me a lesson. But when I buy it, actually, when I buy it, do her coin holders get a share of that or, or not? That's actually something that the creator gets to decide upon. You get to choose how much of it goes to your different coin holders, how much of it goes to yourself. Uh, And right now, what seems to be like the standard on the site is about 10% goes back to the coin holders. Even for the initial sale, not only from resale. Got it. All right. So that makes sense. And now she's got all these coin holders who have an incentive whenever their friends say, I've been thinking about yoga, but I can't get to class to say, I know this woman, Lisa. And the more Lisa blows up because she's getting support and so on the more her coin holders make when it, more money they make whenever she sells uh, her NFTs for the class. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the, the crazy part about that is there are different types of NFT artists, uh, such as like Cloudpunk. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, mm-hmm. that have sold a pretty considerable amount of volume of NFTs. And, you know, BitCloud right now has, let's call it about 5,000 daily active users, which as you know, for a social platform, as very much literally a drop in a barrel, maybe like a drop in the entire ocean. So if there's already this amount of money that's able to get shared to the different um, fans and coin holders of these different NFT artists, it's really, really exciting to just think about this as like, thinking about this in multiples and like getting up to like the numbers that like your, your legacy social media companies have, like your Facebook, your Twitter, et cetera. And just really the amount of like, potential revenue that we'll be able to capture if we get to that point and how okay. um, how much of an opportunity it, it is being able to get in kind of at the ground floor, um, like how we are right now. Okay. All right. Where I see 5,000 and I think, oh man, it used to be so much more and this is nothing. I get more people following me on Twitter than the whole network has um, in a day. You're saying, yes, but for such a small audience, there's a huge financial um incentive because for such a small audience, there's a lot of money changing hands, which means there's money in this. If we can increase the audience size, then the money will grow tremendously and become sizable. All right. I see that. The other thing that actually is interesting to me, I hadn't thought about it, Doodles, that there is a built-in incentive structure for let's call them coin holders or shareholders, right? Anyone who's holding her coin gets an incentive for promoting her. All right. That is, that does make sense. I like that. That's something that I haven't seen on another platform, right? Yeah. Um, and Diamond Hands, now known as Nader, 
Um, he, he, he's somebody that had specifically called that out when they were first launching the NFTs. And it's, uh, as you had mentioned, this might be the first time that we've ever seen to where you do have like every kind of stakeholder all aligned with promoting each other. And I, I'm kind of seeing that right now um, off of BitCloud and the NFT space on like OpenSea, where if you go onto Twitter right now, you will have like a lot of people promoting your whatever NFT project it is of the day, because if other people buy that, then their price goes up and it's just like all kinds of incentives all together. And now, like as we move away from like a group project like that down to the creator level, is this going to be the first time to where like your fans of whether it's doodles or somebody big, like let's call it Elon Musk will actually have like financially and will also will be financially incentivized to be able to promote their work and help their work at a broader audience. All right. I'm getting excited about the mechanics again. I felt a little disappointed when I saw that software makers weren't able to make this work, but you know what? Maybe this model is not great for software, but it is great for yoga teachers. It is great for other sellers. Okay. So, uh -huh. so Andrew, um, it's kind of interesting that you brought the software model right now mm -hmm. because I was listening to um, one of your more recent podcasts with uh, with my friend Salil, Salil Sethi from Prosper Cloud. And a big segment of that was talking about using this for software and subscription models. Um, and what I think is, I think that subscription models are something that are potentially outdated. That now, like, instead of trying to think about how we can use subscription models in this next web 3.0, it's actually thinking about how we can update different payment models um, that completely change and we don't have to use subscription any longer. Uh, so here's an example. And as I, as I mentioned, I'm not an NFT expert. Uh, and I, if you challenge me on the questions on this, to be honest, Andrew, I won't be able to give you good answers. Okay. Uh, but think about like a I was thinking about this at the gym. So think about like a, a gym membership that works from a subscription model, right? Let's say you pay a hundred dollars a month to go to the gym. When you stop going to the gym, um, you, you stop paying. You're, okay. you're paying a subscription every month. What about if now you're able to leverage this new type of NFT technology to instead of doing a subscription, you pay for like the present value of the perpetuity of owning this gym membership, right? Too much. You, you pay... You pay much that money up front, oh, but sorry, go ahead. You're, you should, I should interrupt you. You should just riff here. This is a brainstorming session. <laughs> so, 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 so you pay it, so you pay it up front. Um, and now the business owner has all this money up front that they wouldn't have had before to where now they're able to, they sold that to you for one revenue line. Now they can open up another revenue line because they have this money up front. And, and the crazy part is, is that you're paying all this money up front. But at the same time, um, in a lot of different places in the world, the population is increasing, more people might be going to the gym, whatever it is. And so if the supply is staying finite, but there's a higher demand, you might be able to use this service for two years and then be able to resell it and actually get a return on your money. And that initial gym too, if they're capturing a percentage of the resale, just like how these NFT purchases do work, then they might end up even from the resale, making as much money as you would have done from the original subscription. Um, the, you know, the, the big caveat and the big like thing that challenges me with this is that we already have enough of an a wealth inequality issue um, throughout the world, throughout this country. Um, and so this would make it to where the rich would be able to do that because they have the money to pay that upfront. Um, whereas 
people that aren't as fortunate wouldn't be able to do that. And so that would be a new kind of business model to look into. But I, I really, when I think about that, it's just that there's a lot of opportunities now to where we'll be able to really grow how businesses work if we think about things outside the subscription model and really adapt it to this new technology. I'm not, I'm not convinced because I think of the flaw that you just brought up, but I like the creativity and new business models. I'm, I'm looking for it. I actually, I don't want to get hung up on the, on Lisa and her yoga, but that does make, it does make sense if it's a service and you get to reward people for not just re referring, but also for just promoting and talking it up. That makes sense to me. Let's talk about other people. SEO, there's someone who does search engine optimization work who's in the academy. What are you doing with them? So what's really crazy about this user, um, so this is Grace Baseme. Grace was new on BitCloud and I had made a post on BitCloud saying, hey, I'm exploring a project. Anybody wanna help me build a website out for this? And he reached out to me. And so I worked with him to actually just build the, the landing page for Doodles Academy. And, um, you know, after I, I did that just from purchasing a coin of his, that was a service he offered for purchasing a coin. And, you know, we were like, all right, that's great. Thank you for your help. Thanks for the work. And as I was building out this cohort, I realized that his services would be beneficial to others and that I'd be able to work with him to help get his voice out there and people be aware of his services. And so I reached out to him and I was like, listen, I know that I've been like interviewing everybody for Doodles Academy. I have this standard process, but I think that us working together for two weeks to build out this website, I think that constitutes for an interview. Uh, so how, how do you feel about joining? And so, um, you know, he, he was thrilled and he's been such an active member, whether it's in the discord, which he's volunteered to mod now, uh, because I'm kind of newer to discord and I think he has a better skill set to do that. Um, but he's, he's been fantastic. And now, um, he has three different, three different coins that he offers on, on BitCloud. Uh, I'd have to look up specifically each of them, but one of them is this, uh, content creation SEO and really helping other emerging creators on the platform build out a presence on a website that might be a little bit off of BitCloud. Since for a lot of us, this is kind of newer, making this social token and building out kind of our own startup of our own brands. I think his name is, is it Apollo? That's one of them. Yep. Oh, got it. All right. So that's one of his names. I get it. Because each one of these names is like a different business. So that's the business where he is building websites for people with some search engine optimization built in. Is that right? It is. Okay. So he's, so the, the way that he's promoting himself on Bitcoin and getting paid on Bitcoin is what, what's the Bitcoin financial component of that? The BitCloud financial. Uh, sorry, BitCloud. I, I hate that I said that. Or, yeah, or I the, guess, I guess I can't even correct you on that. Cause I guess it's DSO now, right? Right. What's the <laughs> DSO connection here for him? Uh, so he typically offers the services based on if you purchase his coin. Um, okay. And so that's how I was able to, to get his services from purchasing his coin. Uh, and because of that, he typically has a higher, uh, what's it called, founder's reward than other people do because um, he wants to be able to capture some of the revenue since he is providing a professional service. Got it. So when I buy the coin... He gets 18% of that purchase. 
So if I want him to build my site, I have to own a few of his coins. I, I can't tell how much his coin sells for $65 a piece. Let's say it's owned two of his coins. That means I put up 120 bucks. And that means that he gets what's 20% of 120. He gets 24 bucks. Yeah. 20 to 25. <sighs> that does, that makes no sense. That sucks. I mean, that does suck. Uh, his other page, Grace Base Me, is he shouldn't do it based on that. So this is, I think, what we're finding. We're finding that own my coin, get my service sucks because if you buy my coin, I only get a small percentage of it. In his case, his founder reward is eighteen percent. That means he only gets eighteen percent of it. It seems to me like buy my coin, get a service. Buy my coin, get software is a broken model. But buy this Andrew. NFT, Michael Mafia. Sorry. <laughs> So I, I'm going to continue here. Buy my buy my NFT and get a thing. That makes more sense. If he would have just sold it as an NFT, wouldn't that mean that he'd make 100% of the money? Well, maybe a small percentage would go to his coin holders, right? That seems like a better model. It, it does. Um, and the NFTs are kind of newer to the platform. And so I think a lot of people are still learning. I mean, myself included. I, I haven't even offered an NFT yet. So I do think a lot of people are still learning on the platform how to use NFTs um, and I think even people are learning how to buy NFTs still and what that kind of functionality will look like. All right, but that's, like, this seems like it makes sense. Buy my NFT, get the service. And then the creator says, what percentage of the NFT's sale price goes to their coin holders? And by rewarding the coin holders with some percentage of every sale, they incentivize the coin holders to promote, to talk it up, to bring new business, to make sure that people know about the person, right? It's, maybe, that's, maybe that's a model that's emerging that makes sense. What do you think? I, I agree with you. Um, and I mean, you can even look at, the, besides even promoting it, that could also be a decision factor in why you would purchase the coin as well. Uh, know, knowing that they're going to provide NFT utility, knowing that a certain percentage of those will go back to them. Uh, you had mentioned the, the little dinos earlier on in this conversation. And one of the reasons why I had bought quite a number of those and had coins of theirs early on was because I saw they gave such a high percentage back to their coin holders. That was something that had really attracted me. Mm. The little dinos is basically a collection of NFTs. They release them. Everyone gets to buy them as an NFT on DSO. And you're saying you're excited about it because their coin holders get a big percentage of each sale. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and what's, what's really exciting about these payment models as well, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about before. Right now, I mean, you're not going to make enough money to really make this your full-time job unless you had money previously and you're kind of investing in this like a startup, right? But this is with this is with 5,000 users. And so if you do add a multiple of, let's call it 1,000 users, which, which would bring us to 5 million daily active users, which in the grand scheme of a social site is nothing too crazy, right? Uh, if you multiply the, the way that you're able to get revenue from whether that is NFT sales, whether that's from Founders Reward, whether that's from Diamonds, and if you just multiply what a lot of people are already making right now by that multiple, by 1,000, uh, the, the numbers end up being pretty staggering. And then if you actually look at this challenging legacy social media and it being more like 50, 50 million or 500 million and adding these much larger multiples, I mean, these are the types of numbers that can keep you up at night. How much money have you made personally from being on the platform? That's a good question. Um, so I, 
on the platform, I work as both a coin holder where I buy other, other people's coins. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also have the Doodles brand where I'm able to collect revenue from diamonds, NFTs if I want, but I haven't done that yet. And Founders Reward, uh, to be honest, I don't have that calculated because I have uh, reinvested a lot of that uh, by buying other coin holders or buying more stuff for Doodles, et cetera. But uh, it has been a financial success for me so far. And I know that there's a lot of people on the platform that have done pretty well financially. You're talking for yourself. It's what, like a thousand bucks total, thousands of dollars, but then whatever you make, you put back in, but is it, is it thousands of dollars, low thousands? Are you talking about from doodle, from me being as a creator or from buying? Let's talk about as a creator. Are you, are you making money as a creator? So right now I have $30,000 that have been invested into doodles, but there's also been people that have bought and sold. So Let's Meaning say people that who bought your coin, $30,000 worth has, has been bought, but your founder reward is a percentage you get to keep of that. How much of that do you, do you know how much you've gotten? So my average on founders reward, I typically have 5%. So right now there's $30,000 that have been bought. So that would be 1500, but okay. at the same time, I've had people buy and sell my coin. And so I would say that overall, uh, it would probably be closer to about 50, 60,000 that has been invested into doodles before, um, which, you know, then we're looking at for if it's 60,000, let's say that, that then we're about 3000 plus if you add different diamonds that I've gotten, um, I mean, we're probably, we're probably at about that four to $5,000 that okay. I've gotten You've made from um, being on the platform and, and the diamonds for people who don't know are a way of people to essentially tip, uh, other members of the community, you give someone a diamond and immediately a little bit of your DSO goes to them, right? Exactly. DSO is the money that's used on the platform. And you can choose, you can choose like the size of the diamond as well. So the, so at one spectrum, um, you do one diamond and that's equal to a penny. But the funny part is those pennies that we got just two weeks ago, because the price of DSO has gone up so much are now three pennies. And hopefully those pennies down the future might be 30 pennies. Um, Me, and then right. on the other end of the spectrum, it's, uh, it's going to be six diamonds where then you're getting close to about a thousand dollars. Okay. You know what? I do wish that there was an easier way to see how much money we made from founders reward. I don't know why I can't go to prosper cloud. And maybe this is something for me to hit, uh, hit up Salil, the founder with and say, I just want to know how much money each person has made from their founder rewards. It's interesting to see what their coin is valued at, but you don't get to take home coin coin value. You can't take that to the grocery store. You can't even invest it on the platform. What you can do is take your founder award and invest that or turn it into dollars, take it into the local candy store, buy yourself something. Um, and I'd love to know that. I'd love to see what that is. The other thing I'd love to know is how much did my portfolio grow? If I buy other people's coins, I want to know how much did it go up or down? If I look at my Schwab or Merrill Lynch accounts, I could see what my cost basis was for every stock that I bought and what it's worth right now. And I could see how much I've made on it. So I can, I can tell that basic piece of information. That would be nice. Actually. I'm going to ask uh, Salil for that. All right. that's, a, that's a good plan. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, over on prosper cloud, there are, I have, I have on my computer right now, Andrew, I probably have like three tabs open for, for big cloud. And I probably have another three tabs open for prosper cloud in itself. Um, it's a, it's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Prosper cloud is so good. And this interview was set up because it's the the founder of prosper cloud. Um, 
I told him I need to understand the platform better. I asked him to introduce me to people who are doing things that are interesting. All right. So I see what you're doing. That's interesting. You're creating on the platform. You're getting diamonds. That makes sense. You're buying the DSO coin or holding on to it. That grows in value. That makes sense. That's how you're doing it. You're also, you said you're investing in, uh, in creators through the Doodles Academy. When you do that, are you buying their coin? Is that what you mean by investing in them? Or what are you doing? Yes, I'm, I'm purchasing their coin um, through Doodles Academy, but also throughout the DSO ecosystem as well. So you're buying their coin and the more their coin value goes up, the more your investment in them goes up. That's an interesting model too. What's, what's interesting right now is everything is still, because we're so early on, everything is still based on like speculation, right? Um, so you're buying something just in the hopes that it goes up into the future um, many times now without knowing what kind of utility is going to come in the meantime. We're starting to see some ideas pop up, whether that's through NFTs, whether that's through apps. But this is still what drives like 95% of it, right? Um, but the, the way that I kind of conceptualize this is that we're, we're, still, we're still a baby. We are, you know, if you think about this with a baseball game analogy, not only are we not out on the field right now, uh, not only are we not in the ninth inning, we're not even on the field yet. We are still in the locker room getting ready. We're, we're so early on to this. And so it's like, um, it's like if you asked Amazon for, to, to instead of reinvesting in their business back in 1998, you asked Amazon for a dividend. And if Amazon paid out dividends in 1998, my guess is right now, they would be a damn good bookseller. Uh, but <laughs> it's because they reinvested and people built it on a speculation because of the promise of what it could be that it's grown into this amazing behemoth. And you know, we, we don't know what this is gonna grow into because I mean, to be honest, this is getting built from the community, right? It, it's decentralized. And so this is changing by the day and it's getting built out and grown by the community. And so we don't know what this is gonna look like a year from now, definitely don't know what it's gonna look like five years from now, but by buying coins of different creators in the ecosystem, you're kind of making leverage bets that this ecosystem will take off and that the people that are around right now will be around then too. I'm making a bet on that for sure. I'm also making a bet that there are some ideas here that will take off even apart from this network. And I want to understand them on this network. And I'm also making a bet that if this network, that there's, that if this network is missing some pieces that maybe I can help fill in one of those roles. And I don't know how, but that's partially what I'm looking at here. What is it that I can do on this platform that's different, that's interesting, that allows me to grow? All right, so I'm trying in as many of these episodes as possible to do something as a follow-up so that I'm not just listening and learning, but doing something. So if I'm trying to think of what I could be doing here, it seems like I've sold an NFT as art, essentially, on the platform. This is for ASG of Bits Today. We, uh, I created a baseball card about him, sold it, and it was nice to actually get that. I think it's time based on this conversation for me to maybe create an NFT that is, that's a utility NFT. Let's think about what that could be, okay? So, I mean, this is just what jumps out to me. Yeah, go ahead. Right? Uh -huh. um, so I, I have a few things. So the first thing that jumps out to me is that, there's going to be creators that want to have visibility, right? Mm -hmm. So you could have as an NFT, um, a podcast session with you. Uh, so, so that, that'd be one thing. Uh, a second thing is, and you asked kind of where you fit into this platform, uh, something that I've 
seen from, well, Kurt, I guess, from your podcast that you've had, but also, I mean, just knowing your history and background, you are able to ask the challenging questions. You're able to like really drive down and get to the root of answers, get to, get to what value is because you know how to do these questions um, to people and ask people the hard questions. And so what you could also do is kind of like a consultative service. Uh, talk with somebody that's trying to understand their place on the platform. And even if you're not telling them where they are, the way that you ask questions, the way that you're able to challenge somebody, uh, that's going to bring a ton of value to different people. All right, let me take the first one first. That's actually interesting. You're saying, I don't want to do an interview with someone just because they, they bought the NFT. What if we do this? Create an NFT that says, get mentioned on this podcast. That's currently named, uh, what is it currently named anymore? <laughs> BitCloud Jam, uh, potentially DSOJam.com, uh, whatever. But seriously, anyone who holds it, the day of uh, the day of an interview, I I will message them. No, I, I need a way. So I, what I'm trying to say is, anyone who holds it on the day of the interview, I will give them a shout out within the interview and talk about uh, talk about them and what they're doing on the platform. So you just get to buy the the NFT, you get to trade it. Anyone who holds it at the time that I'm recording, I will talk about what they're what they're doing. Oh, how about that? Whoever holds it, I will talk about them on the episode of the podcast. You just have to hold it and I'll and I'll read whatever it is and I'll find some kind of promotion for them. What do you think of that as the NFT? That's fantastic. It's a new kind of sponsorship model. Right. But it's a sponsorship model where it's about the person. And I'm not getting paid anymore. It's just all I'm getting is a share of the, like, I guess whenever they sell their, whenever they sell the NFT, I get a fraction of that. So it's just a fraction, but it's interesting to see how big it can get and how much it could exchange hands. What do you think of that? Does that make sense? Doodles, be I, honest with me. I, I, I'm being serious. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see that in action. I, you know, I, I think it, one, um, it would bring value to the creators Two, this would be a new use case on BitCloud or DSO of using this. And so we'd be able to capture the learnings from this and be able to make it even better. But I think that everybody in this situation wins and I think you should definitely try it out. Okay. And what I, I think others have done something where they sell an ad and whoever, in order to buy the ad, you have to buy the NFT. I don't think anyone has ever said in perpetuity, perpetuity for the rest of eternity. If you hold, whoever holds this NFT gets the ad, gets the mention. And I think the only way I can really do it is if I don't have to wait for them to write the copy, but instead I look to see who holds it and I scan their profile and I find something that I can say, it could be a big thing. It could be a little thing. It could be shtick. It could be serious. It could be whatever. It could be confusion, but whoever it is, I talk about them and I tell people why they should be following them on uh, BitCloud. We're, we're building out our own rules right now. So make your right. own rules. Uh, I, don't, I don't love that it's in perpetuity forever, but I think that's the exciting part that it is so scary that some guy who runs a porn, oh, maybe I need to make sure that it's like kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be, it can't be anything that I think is uh, not kid friendly in some way. How about that? Like if it's, could, it's kid friendly the way to say it, let's say family friendly. How about that? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely have the, Definitely have the fine print in there, um, such as since it is a perpetuity, uh, Andrew, that means that you're going to be 
making these Bitcoin and Diesel podcasts into perpetuity and or not. And then if I'm not there, taking whoever's buying it is buy is making a bet because if they if they really think that I'm going to be doing this for the next five, 10, 15 years, like I've done Mixergy, my other podcast, it's worth a lot. If they think that Andrew's going to peter out, it's not going to work, then it's worth even less. Then it's kind of interesting to see what they think my longevity is, what they think my audience size is. If you hold it, you have an incentive to kind of tell people to go listen to the podcast. If you hold my coin, since you're going to be getting a share of this, you have an incentive to tell people to go listen to my work or my podcast. This is interesting. I think we should do that. I'm really interested in seeing what people would pay for it right now. Like if you offer this tomorrow, uh, because if you're able to make this podcast the size of some of your other work, uh, and it does go as long as your other work. And buying something right now is going to be extremely valuable. Uh, being able to have that opportunity to get in front of that kind of audience um, for the next 10 years. I mean, it could be the most valuable NFT on the site if people really think about it. All right. I like where you're going with this. So we were, we were also going to talk about the second idea, which is me helping people think through their idea and pushing them. I think there's something to that. But let me focus on the first idea because we're both so hot on it. And then the second one I'll keep in the back of my mind is a future experiment of some kind, some kind of service that I sell, maybe as an NFT, maybe to people who own my coins. I don't know what, but I want to keep experimenting. This seems like it could it could be it. All right. So we got a thing out of this, right, Doodles? We did it. All right, man. Thanks so much for being on here. Thank you all for listening. I keep asking people to give me feedback. And you know what? I actually really love that I do that. My email address is andrew at mixergy.com, A-N-D-R-E-W at M-I-X-E-R-G-Y.com. I would tell you to get on BitCloud and send me a message. But the truth is, um, as soon as I do that, people are going to tell me to go to the Discord and send messages that way because nobody <laughs> seems to like to use the, the private messaging on BitCloud. So instead, I'm going to say, let's go a little old-fashioned. We'll still use email, which I still don't love, but it's it's effective for this. All right. Doodles, we did it. We did it. Thanks. Bye, everyone.